Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. It's time to lace up your running shoes. The Union Home Mortgage Cleveland Marathon takes place this Sunday. And while that's the main event of the weekend, there are other activities and races that accompany the marathon that are happening on Saturday and a health and fitness expo on Friday today. Here to bring us up to date on all that's happening is race director Ralph Staff. Ralph, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. The marathon is back in its familiar May slot after going virtual in 2020. Then it got pushed back to October last year because of COVID. You don't have that year turnaround time. What kind of challenges is that presented? It was very difficult to, to switch back into uh, production of the event with only a six-month window was really, really tight to get everything approved through the city, working with um, you know the, the cops to close our roads and the barricading companies. It just was a lot faster process that normally we have 12 months to do. <laughs> so <laughs> to do it in six months is, is, is pushing it. Do you prefer though being in this? Is the springtime a better time for a marathon? It depends. Some runners, some runners like training in the winter. Some runners don't. So it's it's it's. I think it's a preference thing. But obviously, you can't really put a marathon on in the summer, and you can't really put a marathon in the winter. So you got to either do fall or spring. You had this virtual component last year. Do, do you intend on keeping that again for this year? Even though there's still the live race. Yes, there is a virtual component for the race. Um, for those that you know still may have. Uh, not very comfortable with being around people in COVID. They can still run it virtually. So that we offering that to all our runners this year as well. How does that work? Do you just go on and register the same way you did last year? Yeah, it's just basically registering. It's a separate event through the registration process so that um, we know that you're a virtual runner and then they run their event and then they post their uh, results to the link that we provide to them regarding that event. How many runners are you expecting this year? Overall, we have about... We're over 7,000, so we're hoping to get to close to 8,000 this year, depending depending on how many more we get from now until Sunday. We're having our conversation on Friday. What's the what's the last minute I could register if I wanted to run? You can you can do it you can do it on Saturday at our expo. You can actually register on your phone and then come pick up your packet at the expo. So it's it's basically once we close down the expo, I believe at uh, five or six p.m. on Saturday, then that's the last time you can register. 7,000, how does that compare to previous years? Uh, it's still down. We're still off our, our COVID numbers, but it's a, a, a decent increase over what we did in the fall. So, People run marathons for all kinds of reasons. They have a passion for running. It's a fitness thing. They want to meet a goal, but there's also a very competitive aspect of this with the really high quality, high level runners. How many of those do you normally attract for, you know, that really are serious marathoners who go around the world and do this kind of thing? Pre-COVID, we we had a lot more. We probably had probably fifty elite runners that we or so that we brought in. Um, this year, we're doing mostly elites that are local or in the area that can get here on their own. So, we're not actually actually recruiting the elites for uh, cost purposes and travel because our numbers are not where they should be. So, we're trying to uh, not spend the money when we don't need to. So. It's basically local elite, so it'll be Ohioans and, and people in the area that will be able to shine on this event. And one of the things that takes place during this event is something called the Challenge Series. What is that? So basically on Saturday, we have a 5K and a 10K, and then on Sunday, we have a half and a full marathon. What the Challenge Series does is you pick one event on 
Saturday and you run a second event on Sunday and then you get a third medal for completing both events. <laughs> Do people, I mean, that would seem pretty rough to me to run a half a marathon, you know, run a 10K and then try to run a marathon the next day. Uh, people do it. So, I mean, uh, I think we have, a, uh, you know, close to 500 people that do it. So wow. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it takes volunteers to pull off an event of this magnitude. I would imagine, again, these are people who love running and all those kinds of other things, but who are your other volunteers? Like, I mean, are they just community people or are they, are they groups? Are they organizations who comes to help? There are groups and organizations that, that, uh, get, get together to volunteer. Um, there's obviously people that just individually volunteer, but like we have groups that have been doing our water stops for many, many years that uh, handle those sections of it. There's also a group that, you know, always comes in and does our medals. So yeah, there's various groups that do that. Some of our charities get involved and do that as well. What about the race routes for this year? Anything new about them? Very similar to what we've done in the past. It's just that we're not starting and finishing at public square. We're over at Mall B on St. Clair. Um, and that's due to construction that's going on near public square for the Sherman Williams headquarters. So um, basically, it still hits Tremont, it still hits uh, Detroit Shoreway, it still uh, uh, hits the Edgewater area and goes into Lakewood and then comes back downtown. So um, it's, it's a, similar to what we've done in the past. Any advice for spectators? What's the best way to cheer on the runners? Pick out a place and just hang out there or, or how, how, did, how would you handle it? Yeah, they're, they're, we we do have specific locations on our website that people can look up and go. But yeah, anytime we can get anybody on the course that would cheer on our runners is is beneficial. The runners really enjoy that and uh, really helps them get through the marathon. That has to be exciting to go by, you know, and have people cheering you For on. For sure. You yeah. mentioned the, log the logistics of this event and you only had six months. What sorts of things go into this? Obviously, you have to get the city to clear streets and all that kind of thing. What other things do you have to plan and make happen to pull off a marathon of this magnitude? Yeah, like I said, the, the big the biggest factor is getting the city to approve our course. So the, it's a two step process. We go through the CPD um, traffic division, and they tentatively agree to the course. And then there's going through the city what they call their steering committee, which is various groups that are sit on it that uh, may be affected by event. It's usually all events have to go through this. So there's not only the police, there's fire, there's RTA. There's, you know, roads and streets, there's buildings and um, permits. There's all kind of different agencies within the government that uh, look over our event and approve our event. Obviously, there are safety precautions that have to happen, make sure no cars or any of that kind of thing. But do you have to have other kinds of safety for an event like this? Yeah, that's that's part of it. Part of it is closing the roads and making sure cars don't get on there. But the other part is there's there is a enhanced cons uh, security component that the city has been doing through a federal funded program since the Boston bombings happened in 2000, was it 15 or 16? I can't remember the exact date, but that has all been um, enhanced since that event. You know, they have bomb sniffing dogs that come through the event areas to make sure that there's nothing suspicious going on and so forth. So how about emergency vehicles, like in case some runner gets sick, or is that something you just to deal with on a case by case basis? So what we do is uh, University Hospitals is our medical provider, and they provide us with uh, ambulances to pick up and transport our runners if there's any kind of issues. Um, and it's supplemented then by Cleveland EMS if we cannot handle it. So it's a two-tiered process. Ralph Staff is the race director for the Union Home Mortgage Cleveland Marathon that takes place this Sunday. The events actually start today, and they run through the weekend with half marathons and other races. He joins us today for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Ralph, how did you become involved in the Cleveland Marathon? 
Well, my dad has been involved with all 45 years of this event. Uh, back in the days when he worked at Revco Discount Drugs, um, that's was their event back in the day. And basically, um, I think around 2000 or 2001, he asked me to come and help him run this event because he took ownership of the event after CVS uh, dropped uh, their sponsorship and ownership of the event after they bought out Revco. And from there forth on, it's been a family-owned event since about 2000 or 2001. One of the things that the marathon does is raise money for local charities, some $3 million. How does it race the, the Race It Forward program work? Well, basically, basically the, the charities um, will recruit runners to run and, and, and fundraise for them. And that's how basically they, they, they earn their uh, donations. They're able, these runners are able to donate directly through our, our registration platform through a race roster, which we use. So like when a runner signs up and they're running for such and such a cause, they can actually donate as they go along, or they can actually set up their own fundraising page and have friends, family, and so forth donate in their cause for running for whatever it may, that cause may be. I would imagine social media has helped that process a lot. It has. Yes, it has. How much money were you able to raise last year, given that the event came in October and, and it was kind of crazy because of COVID? I don't remember the exact figures on hand, but I'm thinking we were close to probably around 300000 somewhere in that range. Do you have a similar goal for this year? Yeah, there, there's a really big organization that does very well with their fundraising and getting, especially with the virtual component of our race, it's con- the Concussion Legacy Foundation. They develop a competition where they use colleges, uh, alumni from colleges that run the event and they compete against other their their other colleges like you know you might get someone from harvard or yale or or notre dame or whatever and then they try to fundraise the most from each college and that's and it has become a very competitive event for them and they're they raised themselves over one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the fall so they did well for themselves it's great to hear that college kids participate what's the age range of marathon runners uh 18 to you know 70s we get 70 year olds you know i mean you know, we, we have one guy that he did a virtual race. His name is Jim Mackert, and he did all, he's done all 45 marathons. So he wow. did it virtually this year. Um, he just did it, I think, yesterday, believe it or not. So, what, what do people tell you about running in the Cleveland Marathon? What brings them back year after year? I think because we've been here so long, 45 years, I think people know it's a tradition in the town. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, our, our mission is to be all about Cleveland and about being local and uh, supporting the city itself. The pandemic has obviously impacted the number of race participants, which affects your revenue. How about sponsorships? Have they been able to help fill the void because there might be less people running in a particular year? Yeah, actually, I think that sponsorships are a little bit up this year for us. And I think it's because companies are coming out of COVID and they want to start getting involved in the community and with their people again, because everything's been, everybody was sort of like, you know, isolated during COVID. So um, for them to get out there, get their name out there to interact with their customers, I think they are uh, gung-ho to do some sponsorships. Union Home Mortgage is the main sponsor here, but who are some of the other people that you're partnering with? We have uh, University Hospitals, which is our medical team. Um, We also have Planet Fitness, which is very much involved. We have a local uh, moving company, Moving Head Services, that uh, you know, helps us with all our, our logistics and moving our equipment and stuff that uh, loves being involved with the community. So the event kicks off today, Friday, May 20th, the Health and Fitness Expo at the Huntington Convention Center. What happens at that expo? 
This is where all the runners have to go to pick up their packet for race day. So they get their number, their shirt, their goodie bag. And then there's vendors that are there in the expo that, are, you know, they could be selling running shoes. They can be selling gels. They can be uh, offering, you know, massages, those kind of things. I think we have a yoga studio that's going to be in there doing some yoga classes. So there's all kind of fun-filled events for the expo. Now, is that, that is that open to the general public? Yes, it is. Okay. So the event kicks off today, Friday, May 20th, with the Health and Fitness Expo at the Huntington Convention Center. Then the five and take in races are on Saturday. And then Sunday, the half and full marathon. When did the marathon start adding these shorter races? Is this, it's become much more common. Yeah, I, I think it's to include every uh, fitness level of a runner, walker, whatever. Um, we've had the 10K for many, many years. It was just the marathon and the 10K up until 2005 when we added the half. And then we added the 5K in there to to bring in more of the casual runner, not that they're not ready to run the longer distances. And then we added the challenge series in order to get those higher end fitness people that run on Saturday and Sunday. So so what are those days? I, I know I'm just going to sound like a dumb question. They're obviously busy, but what are those couple of days like for you? It's busy and hectic for sure, but it's good to see, you know, the runners all pumped up to do their events and to... Uh, get out there and enjoy themselves while they're running. So after the marathon wraps up on Sunday, how soon do you have to start planning for next year's marathon? As soon as we clean up and get things squared away with, with all the results and everything, we start you know, getting ready within the few weeks after the race. We'll open registration fairly shortly after. Anything else we need to know for the weekend? Not that I can think of at this point. I think you covered a lot of it. Good. Well, it sounds like it's always a great, it's a great event. I didn't realize, I honestly didn't realize it was that old. Is it one of the older marathons in the country? It's one of the 50th oldest marathons in the country, yes. Congratulations and good luck with this weekend. Ralph, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Ralph Staff is the race director of the Union Home Mortgage Cleveland Marathon, which takes place this Sunday, but events start today with the Health and Fitness Expo. You can find out more about all the races by visiting our website at cranescleveland.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us for The Landscape, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.